welcome to the weekly reboot, your regular Friday debrief of things we've been seeing coming from the Agile community here in Melbourne and beyond. Before we get into our interview and major topic this week, a few things we've heard and seen to fill you in on. Firstly, First Conference. First Conference is on in Adelaide and Melbourne next week, and you can book your tickets by going to 1stconf.com, that's firstconf.com. And if you listen to our previous two episodes, you'll hear interviews from the opening keynote speakers, Soldad Pinter, and the luminary of the Agile world, Jürgen Apello. I encourage you along. I'll be at the Melbourne conference next Friday, so hope to see some of you there. Secondly, I wanted to let you know that Agile Australia expressions of interest are now open. You can get to the link from our show notes, which will be www.agileaustralia.com.au, and submit your kernels of ideas. This year, they're looking forward to hearing lots of new voices and out-of-the-box ideas, so why not make your submission? I've spoken at Agile Oz twice in previous years and, and been involved in some way or another over the years, and it's been very well attended, well curated, and popular Agile conference with many international speakers, so a great one to warm up your winter. The conference is in June, so get your submissions for your ideas you have going soon because they're not going to be open for long. Okay, so now to our episode today, and it's about a topic I'm interested in, which is future life. Imagine the life of children born in the next 20 to 30 years. What will their life be like? What will schools be like for children in 20 or 30 years' time, and how will technology be used then? How will they find work when a lot of people fear losing their jobs to artificial intelligence? Will they use air transportation or self-driving cars? by global warming and how long might they live for? How will they spend their leisure time? What will they do for fun and how will technology help them? Well if you're as fascinated by those questions as I am then you might like to come along to Future Life Conference. I caught up with the two creators of the conference to hear more about it. Hi Gabor and Vicky and thanks for joining us on the Reboot Co podcast, the weekly reboot this week. Hi Alex, uh, nice, very nice to meet you again and uh, we're very happy to be here. Great. Yes, thanks Alex, nice to meet you. Great. So we're here to hear all about Future Life Conference and we'd love to get people curious enough to click on that link and find out more. So please, um, could you both just introduce yourselves quickly and just talk about what field you work in? Victoria, you can go first. <laughs> I've never, nice done, I've never interviewed two people at once. This is exciting. <laughs> that's fine. I can just see Gabor handballing all the questions he doesn't want to answer first. That's fine. Um, so I work as a business analyst. Um, I'm originally uh, a lawyer, so it's a bit of a changing field. And got a whole lot of other interests, such as the topic that we're organizing for the conference. Um, hence, the idea came to, to get together with Gabor and just work on this a little bit further. Great. Yeah, and my name is Gabor, and you might know me from different Agile conferences. I was quite active in in, in a large number of these conferences. I work as a delivery lead right now, actually working quite closely with uh, Alex's business partners. I'm working at Reboot. Wow, what a great company! Tell me all about it. No, just it's, it's, <laughs> it, it is fantastic. But it's uh, but as a side business, I was um, you know I, I I have a couple of passions, right? And one of them is of course conferences, um, educating, inspiring people, and the other topic that I was interested in is is emerging technologies. So uh, when when I told told the idea to Vicky. It just it just clicked with her, and we immediately started talking about what can we do. Okay, so tell me all about this um, conference and what the what the topic's all about. 
So it was it was interesting because uh, the two of us organizing it, and we both have a, a slightly different take on on our passion about you know the future. We both agree that we want to focus on a positive message. We don't want to focus on the doom and gloom and how AI will destroy our jobs and how the global warming is. Um, you know, I mean, of course, it will happen, but we want to focus on what what are the positive changes that we can make, and. The mix that we have is uh, my focus is very much on emerging technologies. So I'm interested in like you know augmented reality, artificial intelligence, but it it matches somehow Vicky's interest, and I let Vicky introduce her passion. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I was looking at it, I guess, from a more a social change perspective. So I was all happy that we look at the emerging technologies, but I also understand that this is a massive impact on how our social systems will change and how interactions and, and you know people's relationships will change. So we wanted somehow to merge the two together. And that's what we aim for in the presenters and in the topics as well, that we look at um, social impact and technology together. And that was pretty much uh, from our pre-conference research. That's what, what people were interested in. So it was cut 50-50. Great. And how are you going to run the day? Is it, you know, a day of keynotes or is it workshops or is it something in between? So we wanted to, we asked our speakers to be as interactive as possible, but it will be one day event, one stream. We will open, we will have an opening keynote by Dr. Amanda Cahill. And then we will have relatively short minute, sorry, short blocks of talks. So one block is 30 minutes. So a talk is slightly longer probably than a TED talk. But it's, it's about, you know, 20, 25 minutes. So we have some time for questions, answers, set up the next speaker. And we close with a panel. And the, and the panel made of by a high school student, a university student, and one of the speakers. Yeah, that, that's that's how we imagine the day. <laughs> We'd also like to get people to, to really participate through all the talks. So we'd ask the other presenters to try and make it as interactive as possible. And although we're going to have like a Q&A at the end of each, um, each talk, we also ask um, attendees to, to write up their questions as they go and to sort of keep, them, keep some of them, you know, for the panel at the end. And we're just going to put them in a box and randomly, probably randomly pick some questions. Yeah. I mean, you've got some great speakers on your lineup. I've, I've had a look through and quite a lot of them as well. Um, tell me about some of the speakers and, and how you attracted them to the conference. So one of them, uh, one of the th main thing here is that we signed up with Diversity Charter because we wanted to make as diverse speaking panel as as we can. So um, if if you can see, we we have not only gender balance but also we try age balance as well, um, and and that was important. So our first speaker, let me let me talk about the very first speaker uh, because um, Nigel Dalton is uh, was the first person we had. Uh, we approached, and we knew Nigel from the Agile community. We we we, we heard him speaking. Um, he ran one of our meetups, and uh, we just had to talk to him. So it was no question that oh, Nigel Nigel has to be there, and he was very very kind to actually uh, to sign up as the first to believe in us. So obviously he has a special place in in our heart. Right, and how about some of the others, Victoria? Hmm. I think I got really excited when we secured our keynote speaker the other week, Amanda Cahill, mm -hmm. and 
um, she was someone we had no previous contact with or, you know, anyone that we mutually knew. Um, but we've seen her in the, the movie 2040 first, mm-hmm. and I really, apart from that, I love that movie, the topic about how she leads social change and how she's been working in that area, you know, for decades of trying people to to move into change in a positive way, that really spoke to me. So I was very excited and just sent her an invitation and she said that's pretty much what she reckons the country needs at the moment and she was very happy, you know, to give her time generously and attend the conference. So that was that was very exciting. Yeah, brilliant. And I've noticed that, you know, you've, you've kind of gotten nicely, as well as being able to be so kind of balanced and diverse, you've got a nice range of sort of different topics and you've even got a few topics that you haven't got speakers for yet so are you picking the topics first and going off to find the speakers or are you just kind of going out there and seeing what comes from the universe (laughs) um i think the idea was when we were thinking of how to run this conference is that um we both have children and we thought well if they you know they let's say our children were to be born in 20 years time then what is the life cycle would look like? What, what is a normal person's life cycle? So, you know, you first, after you're born, you go through education and then you get a job, you get your sort out your housing, the city you're going to live in, then you use transport and then you have to use, you know, health um, facilities. So we sort of wanted to align the topics to these things and that's how we wanted to get someone about the future of education, the future of transport, uh, the future of cities, um, you know, we're hoping to get someone for the future of food because that's a, a really interesting and up-and-coming topic at the moment. Mm. You know, we got someone around, um, gosh, I think. Um, what did I miss, Gabor? <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, so that's okay. we, we picked the topics and then um, we tried to align the people to that. But actually, uh, the future of food wasn't one of those topics. So... That didn't quite align, but we just found so much interest for it and yeah. so many interesting ideas out there that just thought that would fit in really well. Yeah, great. Yeah, Initially, great. we wanted to name the conference uh, the Circle of Life, but uh, our survey results didn't didn't have a positive um, result <laughs> for that. But we named our company Circles Events based on that. So uh, our niche is kind of that follow that circle of life. Yeah. And so I noticed you're kind of... Um, what do we say? Drinking drinking your own champagne by going out and testing what ideas would resonate <laughs> with a, a conference attendee population before implementing them. How are you doing that? Well, we we, we use Survey Monkey heavily first, so uh, we ask friends, family first, a uh, trusted circle of friends. Um, we ask different questions about conference name. We ask about topics, um, as and. For example, very interestingly, uh, probably that kind of technical versus social, we got 50-50 and we joke around, we could have probably the social were the women and the tech were the guys. I'm not sure if that's completely true, but, <laughs> but yeah, we use survey monkey. Pretty close. It was pretty close. Yeah, right. What sort of people are signing up or can you tell? from your kind of registration so far or the kind of people that you're so attracting? That's, a, that's an interesting question, right? Because you, ha- you have a, like a picture. What kind of uh, people do you want in your conference? However, it's the first event that we are running, right? So um, most of the ticket sales are coming from our friend circle. So a lot of, lot of the purchases, actually, we know the people. Um, not everyone, 
of course. And that's again, we are we are still doing research, trying to understand who are the people who sign up, yeah. or for the newsletter, or for actually buying uh, a conference ticket. Again, I think our target is a little bit broad. So I know you always try to focus like a niche market, so to speak. And we want to, our target audience is not corporate. It's not the government. And that's why, like with the ticket prices, we didn't go, you know, like like the big conferences over $1,000. We wanted to make it um, affordable for the everyday people who who are interested in what, what the future brings and who want to get inspired and, and learn on that day. Mm. Right. To, to add to that, we make it, we always make it really clear when we talk to people about the conference that, look, this, is, this conference is for you if you a person who wants to take action, who, who wants to be able to go afterwards with this knowledge and the tools that they get from the presenters and want to actually make the change, not just sit back. Yeah, fabulous. Um, and obviously, it's the first time you've run a conference. What's the most surprising thing you, do you think about organising a big event such as this? I found it really positive that most people we asked um, if they wanted to present were really open and very willing. Uh, and that was, that was surprising. I actually thought it's going to be a lot more difficult even if some people unfortunately had to say no because let's say they overseas at that time and they just simply can't attend the conference. But I think pretty much we've asked, whoever we asked has said yes. Mm, that's great, that isn't it? Quite amazing. Um, probably selling tickets though is more difficult than I imagined. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Gabor, what do you think? Yeah, the, the financials bit, right? I, I, I've been helping out in so many events. So with you know, I had experience with speaker selection, with on the events, uh, on the event day, to do everything. But to find, like, let's say, sponsors or or selling tickets and kind of that kind of, you know, I posted before on social media for other conferences, but now it's kind of, I have to measure it, I have to analyze it. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more work. Uh, and other conference organizer told me that work more. It's not. It's not going to make you rich, and it's a lot more work than you think it is. Yeah. And 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 that's probably right. I realize that, but I, I we still have this passion for it. Yeah. So sometimes we say that you know we do it even if we don't win a lot of money out, uh, don't get a lot of money out of it, and um, and you know you need that passion. Yeah. So it's got to be something you love, I guess. Yep. Labor of love. Very good. Um. And you better tell me where people can go to find out more and tell me things like what day it's on. And um, So it's at the Art Centre in the Pavilion Room, which is a gorgeous room, you know, looking over the Yorra. Uh, and it's on the 24th of April this year on a Friday. It's an all-day event, so it's starting. I think we're going to open the doors about 8.30 and finish at 5. It's some closing drinks, of course, to celebrate at the end. Yeah, so it's a great venue. We hope it's a good time. Hopefully people will click on www.futurelifeconference.com Okay, well I'm right at the end of my questions. Is there anything that I haven't asked that you two would like to say? Um, Gabor? Well, uh, my suggestion to everyone, if, if you have some kind of passion that you want to try, just do it. Um, I know that if I wouldn't have tried this, and I, you know, we don't know if it will be like the biggest success ever, 
but if you don't try, you regret it. And I'm very grateful to have someone um, as a business partner like Vicky, who I can trust, but we have complementing skill sets. So my, my suggestion, other than, of course, buy, come and buy a ticket, <laughs> um, uh, is, is if you have a dream, uh, just, just go for it. Excellent. Vicky? I think, yeah, Gabor took my words when I, uh, I was thinking the same, that just working together with a friend and, you know, how a lot of people just warn you against you'll never work with friends and, you know, never, you know, mix money and friendship. But for us, it has been a great experience and I'm really happy I could share it with him. Um, and the same thing, you know, we both have a full-time job and we have families and I would just recommend the same to everyone. You know, if you've got a dream and just, just give it a go, yeah. you know, what happens first thing you fail and then you get up and try something else. Yeah, fabulous. Hey, I've got a provocation for both of you since um, it's very late. I've got to let you get back to your families and your lives. But let's say in 10 years from now, what do you um, expect life will be like? So pick one of your kids, 10 years, how old will they be and what will what will the what's your future prediction going to be for what their life's going to be like? <laughs> sure. I, I, I'm just wondering which, which child should I pick? Uh, so I have two. All right. So what what I think for my son, who will be in ten years, he will be twenty seven, and I, I believe he will be working for a game development company, and uh, he will focus just like that on a lot on emerging tech. I imagine him uh, writing games for um, mixed reality, um, VR and AR. Um, that will be very popular by that stage. So. Whatever we have now, phones and PCs, you will you will automatically have a version for uh, other platforms. So mixed platforms will be not not only a phone uh, console, but it will be including mixed reality. And um, and for my daughter, I believe she would be a lot more interested in the um, in helping others. I believe in, she will be in form of some kind of education, uh, um, maybe maybe medical education maybe running her own company and she will still focus more on the face-to-face communication other than tech. Well, there you go. And how about you, Vicky? Well, well, my daughter will only be 15 at that time, so expecting difficult teenager. <laughs> uh, what is, well, she'll be in the middle of her education still, so I'm, I'm hoping you know there will be changes to the education system by then. I'm expecting probably AI will play a big part in her education. Uh, hopefully in a good way. Um, I would think they probably won't do any more handwriting at that time. Mm. Um, I would expect she'd be coding a lot more than what they do today. So I think I would hope that they would be included in the workforce, you know, in high school. So it will be more integrated to getting real life experience. That's what I'm hoping for, but in a constructive way. And hopefully... She'll be leading her school, you know, in one way or another. Wonderful. Yeah, they're great <laughs> ones. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Thanks for having a little look into the future yourselves. That's kind of topic appropriate, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and thanks so much for being on the podcast um, at late notice and late at night. I really appreciate you giving up your time for that. And I'll definitely put a link in the show notes so everyone can go and check out the conference and see if all the speakers have completely filled up. I think you only had a couple of slots left. Um, and I encourage everyone to get along for something a little bit different from the normal agile, lean systems thinking stuff that people come to our podcast for. But I think it's quite nicely adjacent and um, definitely very, very relevant to ways of working as well. 
Thanks, Alex, and thanks for the surprise question at the end. Ah, thank you, and thank you for it the just opportunity. Into my head. <laughs> Sorry, Gabor, what did you say? I, I just said thank you for the opportunity to introduce our, um, you know, our business um, initiative. My pleasure. Well, that was the weekly reboot for this week. If you're interested in Future Life Conference, then come and find the link in our show notes. It will be futurelifeconference.com. And you'll also see me there too on the 24th of April. I've already bought my tickets. It's in the Art Centre in Melbourne. And if you buy your tickets before the end of February, there's a fantastic two-for-one deal on at the moment. And if you're coming to First Conference in Melbourne, then I'll see you there next Friday. If you want to find out more about how we can help you at Reboot Co or anything else you've heard on the podcast, you can get in touch with us by emailing rebootme at rebootco.com.au or you can follow us and find out more. Follow at the Reboot Co on Twitter or subscribe to our newsletter where there are heaps more ideas, blogs and insights. Go to www.rebootco.com.au forward slash newsletter or subscribe in your regular podcast app and we'll be back in your ears at 4pm next week.